Both topics today come from the realm of culture. The first topic that we're going to discuss is the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, as we record this today, the closing arguments are being delivered. Uh, we expect to have a verdict very soon. And whatever aftermath and fallout will come from that, you know, we'll see. So we're going to go over the case. We're going to go over the details of the case. We're going to give our prediction on the outcome of the case. And then we're going to give our prediction on the outcome of the outcome. Because, you know, there's a lot of ramifications to a case such as this. Uh, and then we're going to delve into another cultural topic. And it's from a New York Post article, which is titled men with golden penis syndrome are ruining sex and dating for women what exactly is golden penis syndrome and how does it affect the sexual marketplace let's get into it yo this is hanging with apes an audio apes podcast real talk real topics no limits audio apes music with no boundaries What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us and you hear something that you know somebody will be interested in, please share the episode with them. It helps us out a lot. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, give us a five-star review. That also helps us out a lot. And if you want to help us stay independent, go to our website and uh, donate an amount of your choosing. That also helps us out a lot. Um, so in today's episode, two cultural topics. Um, both both are, are very interesting. Uh, the second one, I will say, it felt a little uh, tabloidish as I was saying it. It was like, uh, you know, what are you guys doing talking about that? But yeah. when you uh, break down what's going on in the world and society, uh, uh, feminism versus masculinity, um, the dropping rates in marriage, uh the dropping rates in people having kids, you start to see a picture developing and i think this concept of uh golden penis syndrome actually has a lot to do with that and the sexual marketplace which i feel like a lot of people don't really have a very good grasp on when it comes to the world out there and 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 when you observe it you see that it's very much a real thing yeah. but i think you know the the daytime talk shows the the magazines yeah. the 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 fluffy disney stories the the primetime broadcast network tv shows they don't really express this in a realistic manner um in fact i think if anything 
they express that women and only women are the prize regardless as it regardless as to the fact of whether they bring anything to the table how good they look or anything like that it's just oh women are the prize men need to be the simp slaves shut up and keep it moving but then when you see what's going on in the real world and you have the new york post that puts out an article like this you start to see that that isn't necessarily the case and why people should be privy to the type of things that we're going to discuss yeah. in our second segment. Yeah, so it's it's wild and it's it's a lot to unpack because not only not only are we talking about the the male side but there is a female side to it uh that that a lot of people might not look at or pay attention to uh and it goes back to what you said which is pop culture like us being us being so conditioned to what is being sold and then so you don't really pay attention to it and you look at some of these staples in in pop culture and you're like oh well this is i guess this is how it is and you just accept it as is as like just being a little kid Mm-hmm. Growing older and then seeing like oh wow shit isn't really like how it was portrayed right and and by then how many people have made kind of like those lifelong decisions that 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 will affect them for the rest of their life yeah exactly and I think that's um, what's important about discussing these type of things is th- exactly what you just said the the idea that. People make decisions based off of essentially what the rest of society molds them to believe is important yeah. and our and our uh, quality attributes in a person or or is is uh, their important aspects to prioritize. So yeah, that's just a little disclaimer as to like why we're covering that subject because I know like hearing that in the intro. It could have left a lot of people wondering, like, what, like, what's going on? What's going on with my favorite podcast? Why are they talking about that? But there's there's so much more to it. So it's uh, just a, a bit of consideration that we're taking for the listeners. Because I, as I was saying it, I was like, oh, like, like, wow, I would have been interested in hearing, like, what somebody would have to say about that. I could see why a lot of people would... Uh, kind of not really understand like why uh such things are are being discussed and and talked about um but that's our second segment the first segment of today's episode actually revolves around the trial that i'm sure so many of you have heard so much about uh the kyle rittenhouse trial um this is a case that came from kenosha wisconsin uh, in the horrible, horrible summer of 2020, in the midst of all the the rioting and the looting and the destruction of property, uh, this takes place after the Jacob Blake shooting. Um, so Jacob Blake uh, was approached by the police, didn't comply with police orders, and ends up going to his car, still not complying, uh, appears to be reaching for a weapon, is shot, is not killed, but he has a bunch of kids in the car. I think they were his kids. It's just 
a really bad situation in which the police acted and responded in the way that they should have and no charges were brought to the police in that in that in that particular case which there really wasn't any grounds to charge the officers um nothing they didn't do anything wrong like this guy literally wouldn't comply he and then it was revealed that he would he ended up reaching for uh, a weapon i'm not sure i'm not 100 percent sure on the details if it was a gun or a knife i want to say it was a knife um but that's really not like what we're talking about in the segment we are talking about what stemmed from that situation and what ended up stemming from that situation were uh protests uh that developed into rioting and looting yeah. uh damaging property the the complete and utter destruction of property uh and as many of you remember from the summer of 2020 and as we documented very well summer of love uh police took a very um hands off restrained restricted approach to dealing with the protests and the looting and everything like that it was pretty much well let the property be destroyed yeah it is what it is who cares uh we just don't want bad optics when it comes to dealing with protesters and 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 making arrests and being on you know ending up on 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 uh social media because people have their phones and and stuff like that well naturally what ends up happening is you get people like Kyle Rittenhouse that that come up and Kyle Rittenhouse is a kid from Illinois uh Antioch Illinois which it's funny because we're going to get into the whole uh, narrative of him crossing state lines but really like Antioch Illinois and Kenosha Wisconsin it's a 30 minute drive so yeah. like people make it seem like this guy was like on a on a mission to do harm and I'm crossing yeah. state lines and driving for hours it's literally like yeah. me driving to your house is literally a longer drive than yeah. like what Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> drove you know and 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 we're in the same state yeah you know what I'm saying so uh th that already is like a is a is a, it's a narrative that they try to throw out but when you actually look at the distance between Antioch and Kenosha it's a 30 minute drive so it's like something that gets like wildly debunked yeah very easily and very quickly um one thing i will say about the whole situation with uh with kyle rittenhouse and why somebody like that starts to uh i guess if you will take it upon themselves to defend the community is because somebody has to do it yeah now you and I experienced something also in the summer of 2020. And when you realize and you look at it, Kyle Rittenhouse wasn't the only person in this nation taking it upon themselves no. to defend property and defend communities. We actually very well documented things that were going on in Chicago where Hispanic gangbangers were taking it upon themselves. Yeah to defend their community yeah uh remember all the videos that were circulating uh where uh the, the that tow truck that was like ramming cars that were yeah. coming into the community that didn't belong there like so this 
this idea that this was like an isolated incident and and nobody else was defending property and only white people or white supremacists were defending property and and stuff like that no that is not the case all sorts of people were defending property of all colors because when you have property and when you have a community and you take pride in your property in your community you don't want to see it destroyed i remember over on the southeast side of chicago there were videos online circulating of muslims with ak's on the yeah. rooftops of yeah. their properties so that's another thing that that narrative that's thrown out is like the motivation behind this is was white supremacy and racism when there is like no evidence of that clearly a lie clearly a lie um so thus far in the case uh uh things haven't been going very well for the prosecution um I don't know how much you've kept up with the case. I don't know how much you've watched, but there are many cases or instances, I, I should say, where they flat out lie. They've flat yeah. out lied in in their in in things that they they've said about the case and th in in the way that they've they've uh, characterized the case. Um, what so far out of all of their mistakes and all of their gaffes? is the the aspect or or the instance that stands out to you the most uh well before i answer that i'd like to say that you are definitely never going to intern for cnn because like <laughs> you did an amazing job of covering the the big uh wide scope of this because that's how important this case is is it tells you something about 2020 yeah and the narrative that all these uh, media, mainstream media outlets uh, give you is so, 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 so microscopic yeah. and, and really laced with lies. And the fact that you broke everything down on a cultural level from a nation level and then, and then able to kind of like not have to have a bias, just like say how, how it really was, yeah. it, it's important. Because it's all those little things, all those little lies that paint a picture that's not. Exactly. And, yeah. and also the aspect that it's so important because to me what this starts to, what the, the slippery slope that this case can start to, to create is that this idea that when the looters and rioters come, you're just supposed to allow them yeah. to de like completely destroy what belongs to you. This is this could be the beginning of how you attack the Second Amendment. How you, how you like, what is self defense with a gun? Really, if you can't use your gun to exactly. self defend yourself, exactly. And and that yeah. is the importance of this case. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's so much beyond like the seventeen-year-old boy and like the, the 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 details of of what what took place, which we'll get into like more details as we as we discuss the case. But it really it boils down to you. Like, do you have the right to to protect your family? Yeah. Do you have the right to protect your property? Do you have the right to protect yourself if yeah. you're being attacked? Uh, and and so it, this idea that. Oh well, he didn't belong there. 
Well, we've learned in the case that that his father lives in Kenosha. Yeah. So right there in and of itself, it, it, it sort of debunks this idea that like he was out there just looking for trouble. But secondly, like in this country, you have the right to hire people to protect your property, which yeah. is essentially like what what he was he was doing. Somebody yeah. had him do this for them to protect what was left of of their business. But yeah, yeah but uh, back to the question that yeah. I asked you as far as like I, what you yeah. found was the biggest gaffe from the prosecution so far. The well, the biggest. I don't know that it's a gaffe, but I guess the biggest. I think single most importantly or important uh, piece was when when they had the paramedic talking and when like the questions being asked was like oh well did he ever point the gun at you he said no when you when you pointed your gun at him did he point the gun at you but the paramedic had a gun yeah he had a gun so he he like well he wasn't a paramedic well, he is a paramedic, but but he he's not uh he wasn't doing the he was just rioting and looting. It just so happened that he's a paramedic, uh. which is the uh, the guy he shot in the arm. Uh. so so he had a gun. It was illegal, and then when he pointed it at Kyle Rittenhouse was when Kyle Rittenhouse says, "Oh," and then shoots him. And then when he says that, it's just like silence. Yeah, and like you could tell like. Dude just kind of feels like, wow, well, there goes the case. And then even Kyle kind of like just kind of looks down and. Yeah, and that's where like the that picture circulated with the prosecutor with with his head, it palming his head like, damn, like this is this is all. Yeah, bad. It, it's, it's bad because like right there, it's like, well, this could get he has an AR-15. Yes. He didn't go there to, to shoot people. He went to you completely skipped the fact where he was like. Doing paramedic type stuff, yeah. Until he gets attacked, and then he defends himself, yeah. And 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 people, oh, oh why are you bring an AR fifteen? The streets are on fire everywhere. That's why the cops aren't doing anything. That's why. Not only that, yeah. but somebody ha- is having me defend their business. Exactly. All these things, like 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 <laughs> here in Chicago, we have very restrictive gun laws. But if you've ever been at late night hours to a gas station this is like a particular you see this a lot particularly on the west side yeah you see the security guard souped up yeah bulletproof vest all type of guns on him all type of ammunition on him and that's a, so this that means that somebody is hiring this person to defend their yeah. business why would you think in the middle of a of rioting and looting other people would not want such a service? Yeah. So yeah, like maybe he couldn't find like a traditional security guard, but like hey, I have this kid that is willing to defend my property. Not only that, seems to be pretty well trained because if you look at how this kid operated, yeah. He really is like and, and like take whatever bias you have about the case away from it. He operated like te- so textbook. The way that he handles the weapon, the way that the way that he holds the weapon, the way that he knows how to approach the police when it's time to approach the police. Uh, uh, the aim, really, like the efficiency of of the way we- under such duress. 
on top of the fact that for whatever you have to say about him, the fact that he still tried to render first aid towards the people that attacked him. I don't know if even, I don't know if I have the capacity to do that. Like you just try to attack me and I blast you. I'm probably not concerned about your first aid. Like that's just me and, being. And he being, calls 911. Yeah, and, and then you know walks up to the police. There's a there's a, a photo of them of of him with the he's holding up three, and then people were saying, oh that that that's uh the oh the white supremacy signal, <laughs> and it's no motherfucker. He literally shot three people. He's saying yeah. I have three wounded. Yeah, you know so so it's like everything that they try to throw out gets gets debunked. Not only that, we've seen this time and time again when you have. I'm going to go ahead and say like a woke prosecution that they're so they're so caught up in the wokeness, if you will, of of the case that they're bringing forward. They're so caught up in that that they don't take the time to really think if the person is guilty of the things that they're charging them with. And so they go to like, they want to max out the charges mm -hmm. rather than maybe like reducing the charge. Yes, the person is going to get less time, but at least you could actually get them on something versus, yeah. oh, well, we're, 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 we want to throw the book at this person and it not yeah. be the case. A classic example of that is, and I remember having very detailed conversations with you and the rest of our friends when the Trayvon Martin case happened no. and i was like the fact that the prosecution is going for first degree you could see that they don't really care about trayvon martin or the family or the community they want to appeal to to the to the social justice yep. warriors oh look they're going for first degree when you need intent and everything about the case shows that there was no intent yeah. in that particular case so Actually, in that case, it's harder to prove intent than even this one. I, I, I would imagine, well, even though I don't think there, there's any first degree intent in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, I still feel like it's an easier argument to make oh, yeah. than in this one than it was with the Trayvon Martin case. But the, the point that I'm making is they don't care about that. Like, for yeah. instance, there's one charge on there where it says that he's not abiding by... Um, the curfew, which it's like a very minimal charge, like yeah. abiding by the the curve, the state curfew that was put in place, yeah. uh, which nobody was abiding by it. So <laughs> that in and of itself, in my opinion, as a judge would be enough to throw out. I would be like, well, I don't know how you expect anybody to abide by this when like nobody you didn't charge anybody else yeah. with this shit. But not only that. That's not even the the main reason why that that cage that that uh charge shouldn't exist. That charge should not exist because he was on private property. It doesn't apply to private property. It applies no. to pu public property. So as a prosecutor, you're just trying to throw whatever you can out. Like, dude, he's he, you don't have this. Yeah. Like, and, and so, and, but but again, that's the problem with social justice warriors and like the woke culture is like. Oh, we don't care about logic. We don't care about facts. We don't care about reason. We just care to like throw whatever er erroneous claims out there. White supremacists, racist, 
this, that, and the third. I remember originally when it first came out, you had mainstream media saying that he killed three, that he shot three black people. They were all white. Yeah. Everybody knows there's no black people in Kenosha. Not just. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's it's all laced in what what can what picture can you paint to make the other side look bad. And, That's and, not right. And my thing is, the mainstream media, we know that they're going to be stupid and idiotic. We know that. But my thing is, like, when the prosecutors are operating in the same vein, yeah. that's where it really gets outrageous. And so, but, but this is where it gets a little bit worrisome for, for Rittenhouse or anybody that, that, that believes that he was exercising his Second Amendment right and self-defense and, and things of that sort is sometimes the facts don't matter. As we looked at the the Derek Chauvin, George Floyd case, some of the things that Chauvin got ended up getting convicted for didn't really correlate well with the facts in terms of like one of the autopsy reports that shows that fentanyl had more to do with George Floyd's death than the knee on the neck. Um, That didn't seem to matter very much. So when you get stuff like, oh, the, 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 the fact that Chauvin at some point in his career as a, as a policeman was trained that that maneuver with the knee on the neck to subdue a suspect or subject. uh, He was actually taught that that didn't seem to matter very much. So sometimes when you have a jury, you know, if the jury is like super social justice warrior woke types, they have a propensity to jettison facts, reason, and logic and just go with the emotional aspects of the case. Then it becomes a situation of, well, who's making more of an emotional case, the defense or the prosecution? The law should not work like that, but sometimes it does. Yeah. Well, remember uh, in Chicago with, with with the case where he was charged for every shot, even though there was a, a Supreme Yeah, Jason Court. Van Dyke and yeah. uh, with the Laquan McDonald case. That was another thing. It was like, well, this is more for show because like, there was a Supreme Court case that said that as long as the target is el- the threat is eliminated, and your intent is to kill him. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. And and yet, yet and still, one for every gunshot. One for every gunshot. That's a political point. It's not really like law. Like you, you're not really following what the, what the precedent was set before you. Mm. It's just like, oh well, listen, we have to slap this guy really bad, mm-hmm. so so that you guys know what we're we mean business. Yeah. And so that is not how the Supreme Court should work. Or, I mean, how, how the court system should work. But we've seen time and time again that it's more about the the politics behind it. So you we can't really sit here and say that, oh, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be innocent because, well, is he going to be? Or is this going to be another thing like where, oh, we need to avoid these riots and we need to avoid all this damage that's going to happen if he's innocent. Right. And, that's and, and, and you, we've yeah. seen circumstances in which certain courts have taken that approach. Like if you look at with the Jason Van Dyke case and Laquan, the Laquan McDonald shooting that you just brought up, 
Van Dyke was found guilty. But then if you look at the sentencing, the sentencing wasn't anywhere near as harsh as people wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's but true. what is that? It was like, all right, well, we're going to find him guilty and then let these idiots kind of fizzle off. We're not gonna we're not gonna give him a lot of time, yeah. and then it doesn't it doesn't create the 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 that bad situation of rioting and looting. Yeah. But that's not right. That's no. not the law. Yeah, and you really can't think like that, you know. And it's scary because there have been videos circulating on the internet where people have been talking about how like the jurors have been filmed and recorded outside of the courthouse. Yeah. So are 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 they going to threaten to dox them and reveal their identities and yeah. all that type of stuff? That's that's awful. And that person was ordered to delete that stuff. So now if they do, don't delete, like <laughs> you're going to get in trouble. But. It's like that already sets a, a a situation up where like the jury starts second guessing like oh man I don't want to and it's that's not what the jury your job is not to feel anything right your job is not to take a side your job is to look at the law and be like well did he break the law or was this self defense or is this that don't take don't take such a personal approach it to the law be. yeah it shouldn't be but they're they that's when people that do stuff like that and threaten them, mm-hmm. or or at least give the the illusion of threatening them, yeah. it forces them to look at things personally. It's like, well, now what about you know my safety, my family's safety, everything like that. And, and to me, that's where like even conversations with people that I've had that they're like, oh, he's guilty, he's guilty. It's so it's so emotional for them, and I'm like, well, I, I can't I can't argue with you. I can't debate with you because you're going off of like, oh, well, shouldn't have been there. Why is he trying to be a cop or why is he trying to be a superhero or why? Like My, my question is, uh, my question to people that bring up that because I've heard that so many times is like, so you, with that rationale that, that you're, you're thinking with, then are you okay with the alternative of like letting it all burn? Like, are you okay with complete and utter destruction? No. Like, if the police are not willing to protect their community, that community, no. the alternative is destruction. Are you okay with that? Yes. Because had it been a scenario or a situation where we see that the police are doing their job, now get him, arrest him, take him down, this and that, beanbag, the shotgun beanbags, fucking... Uh, 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 OC spray the crowd, bring out the, the tanks with the water and all of that. And we yeah. saw that they were doing all of that stuff. I'll be like, oh, well, yeah, a person that is like out here with a gun, they're probably like doing the most right now because the police are really aggressively fighting back. Yeah. But that was not the case. No. They were letting them. Like, yeah. you and I saw firsthand that the police, they, we, you and I went when 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 the rioting and the looting popped off in Chicago. You and I went to a lot of places. We documented a lot of places. We literally went to a Walgreens and uh, a, a Home Depot that yeah. was being looted. Really, and in strip malls that were around all that stuff. Right, and oh. literally the police would go to the entrance and just be telling people, "Oh, yeah, hey, get out of here, get out of here." 
People would walk past the cops with stuff in their hands. And the cops would, would do nothing. And then when we would ask, why are you guys just letting this happen? I said, well, what do you expect? Oh, it's just It's just property. Yeah. So yeah. to you, it's just property. You don't care. Whatever. Like, you're a puppet. You're, you're a puppet. You're, you're a company man. Yeah, yeah. These are your orders. Fine. We get yeah, that. Fine, yeah. But somebody who worked their life to build this business because the insurance is not going to cover this shit. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about Walgreens and Home Depot in this instance because those are corporations. Well, Home Depot is a corporation. I don't know if Walgreens is a corporation, but it's a very big business. We're yeah. not talking about about that in particular, but businesses that aren't that big. That aren't to, open to this day. Right, that are still not open to this day. You're absolutely right. To them, it's not just property. This is their life, their life savings. This is their kids' college tuition. This is Lord knows what, what it is. No. Something that they worked hard for, and and, and you know, and so so for. yeah, it's not it, it's it's not that easy. So when you don't do your job, there's gonna be people that are like, all right, well, I got to do the job of the police. I remember when everything was popping off, and I remember on social media, uh, uh somebody uh, uh from the neighborhood we grew up in, he posted, he was like, yeah, I just talked to the police. They said. They literally just said, we're on our own. So what ends up happening? In that community, you see the land kings rise up. Like you see all these people, guys with guns, guys with bats, guys with... and and, And that particular community was relatively unscathed because they rose. They people took a vigilante approach. And, and, And I mean, that was... It was crazy to see that. I remember that day when we went to the Walgreens because you actually made it in mm-hmm. to, to, to see what was going on. So when you were coming out, I was like, oh, all right, cool. We're talking. Through that time, I was actually like, and, and, I, and I really called them to see like what, what, was, what was the situation at hand. I called 911. And I was like, hey, they're looting my, my business. What am I supposed to do? Just to see like what the yeah. answer would be on some journalist shit. And they're like, oh, well, we don't have cops like i'm sorry we we don't there's too many calls and i was like thanks yeah i was like well what what do you mean like they're they're coming in like what do you and then and then oh no well there's nothing we can do well when it comes time for a new budget i don't have the tax money (laughs) (laughs) yeah but just to kind of get an idea of what was and it was like well people were really on their own in chicago on their own And, and, and that walgreens where we were that was like on the outskirts of of the community, yeah. but the Walgreens inside the community where the gangbangers had rose up to defend it, yeah. I think the only thing the people managed to do was break a window. They were not able to get inside. They were not able to take anything, yeah. and so you see the vast difference. Imagine a broken window, the cost of a broken window versus complete and utter lo- looting and destruction. Yeah. What's the difference there? Somebody being there to protect it. Somebody willing to use violence to protect it. Because I'm being approached with violence. If yeah. you're just approaching me with bad words, all right, well, I don't need a gun. I don't need anything. Hey, get out of here. Yeah. But no, you showed the willingness and the capacity to use violence. Yeah. So yeah, when a Kyle Rittenhouse has a rifle, that's because of the circumstance that is. Yeah. You know, and and it's so funny because I I would love to see the people that that say that oh he shouldn't have been there. I would love to see what they would do when when their house or the house of their children or the house of their loved ones are being destroyed 
or their business or the business yeah. of their loved ones are being destroyed. And then, and then it's oh well, like, like this is the police job to defend this. No, 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 don't defend it. This is not your job. It's the no. police's job because that's your yeah. argument, right? And the police gonna be like, oh no, we good because I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. I'm gonna just chill in this car. Let him. It's just property. Let him take it. Yeah. Oh no, you probably be praying for a Kyle Rittenhouse at that yeah. point. Yeah, and I, and I had a debate w- with a friend when it came to because he's oh it's just a smug face and it's because he's white and and this is and I was like what does being white have anything to do with this? This kid went helped out. What was it? And what smug? Yeah, face? I'm like well, I, this has nothing. Like we gotta stop thinking like that. We I gotta like that's not even an argument whether he didn't have a smug face that's not even a a legit argument yeah and it's like oh this is what white privilege is and this this and that and all because he walked away after he shot three people i'm like three white people yeah three white people i don't i don't understand the privilege ratio of three shot versus yeah and that argument dies look at uh, recently the, the 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 there was a shooting at a school black kid goes in shoots other black people get $25,000 $25,000 bail? Yeah. In Texas, I yeah, want to say. Yeah. I was like, wow. Well, where's where's your argument there? Because if you're going to say, oh, if we're going to do the race thing, well, then somewhere, somehow, this is going to be a, a thing then, right? And so we got we to gotta stop looking at things from that scope because you start, like, you start telling yourself and assuming things that you don't know anything about. You don't know anything about this kid. You don't know. People assumed, oh, he's in Illinois. Oh, and that's Wisconsin. Like you said, oh, that's, well, wow. Hell of a fuck up to go from Illinois. When And then when you say, oh, it's a 30-minute drive, well, that's not so. Uh, so that's like me going to Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a 20-minute, 30-minute drive too. And if, like, let's say someone's like, hey, can can you – Cover this uh, this restaurant because motherfuckers are breaking through. Well, that sounds cross, like a reasonable you drive. Cross state lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. So it, it makes no like a lot of the arguments are emotional and and about race or about politics, and it's like, well, no, I know, I know over the overarching politics do exist. I'm not like naive to that, but but you can't. You can't put that on 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 the kid. You got to look at the situation as is, and I think that's why I go back to how I answered the question: is when we start seeing what this kid did and how he handled himself, it's just it was self defense. It's just that, and and if you don't believe so, watch the again. I, I forget his name, but I know he was a off duty paramedic. He's the one who had the gun illegally. Points it at Kyle, and then that's when Kyle points a gun at him and shoots at him. And like right there, it's like that. That to me was the defining moment. If if Kyle Rittenhouse is proven to be uh, not guilty, that was the moment where you saw where it was proven. Like, well, maybe you shouldn't point guns at people. You know. Uh, and, and maybe you shouldn't be burning other people's businesses um, because that has nothing to do <laughs> with with whatever shooting happened. Um, taking, r- stealing 
sneakers and, and and stealing stuff from Walgreens and and burning private property that doesn't do anything to change anything you're just doing it just for the fuck of it you're not even a protester that's not even protesting that's just like you so i i don't i don't have no sympathy for the for the people that 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 were killed no you're attacking you're attacking somebody they're not even messing with you yeah. he was he had the gun on him yes he wasn't messing with me. he was going in uh and 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 trying to help out throughout the day he was if someone needed uh any any uh anything medical he was there yeah so people just look at it oh he has a gun all oh, that's dangerous and, and i would say to me the the biggest failure of the prosecution was leaning into the narrative that he was there to be just this menace to society yeah to me that was their biggest failure their biggest mistake because number one there's a boatload of evidence to suggest the otherwise to yeah. suggest the contrary there's a video out there of him saying like if somebody needs help i'm running into harm's way and he has like a little like medic kit on him you have that uh during uh when he took the stand and the prosecution was was uh questioning him the prosecutor was like well, um, uh, why did you run uh, towards towards uh, in a in a particular direction? And he's like, "Oh, well, there there was a fire." And he was like, "Well, yeah, but like, what was what was so urgent?" He's like, "Then Kyle Rittenhouse answers. He's like, there was a fire. Like, you're trying to characterize him as as this menace, as this beast, this white supremacist beast that's out there like to do harm." But in every instance, you're failing at substantiating that because yeah. he really wasn't there for that. And even in your line of questioning, you have such tunnel vision and you're so caught up in, in, in this idea that he is that, that you don't even stop to think, well, man, like this line of questioning is going to corner. I'm going to corner myself, which ends up happening because... When when he tells Kyle Rittenhouse, when he asks Kyle Rittenhouse that he's like, oh well, what was so, uh, what was so urgent, and and Kyle Rittenhouse is like, well, there was a fire. The prosecutor is like, oh, we'll get back to that later. Like he's like, you yeah, got me. Like yeah. it was like, yeah, like you're looking at it like he's just there to like cause yeah. harm, but like he's there to like reduce. And stop the chaos. Fire, I'm going to try to put it out. And then there's other videos out there that have circulated, and I'm sure they've been used in the courtroom, of him with fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah. And 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 to me, the, the scary part about all of it is the underlying tones of like, oh, the AR-15, the AR-15. This is it AR-15? It's a machine gun. Uh, AR-15 is a rifle. It's a regular rifle. It looks like, wild as fuck but it's just a, it's a rifle it's not it, it's not uh uh this machine and, and i hate when people say it's a machine gun it's not a machine gun all right <laughs> it's an efficient weapon it's actually a, a a good weapon for home protection i actually would say if you can have an ar-15 and and learn and you want to learn how to operate an ar-15 you're going to find not only is is it is it simple but it's also like it gets the job done and it's actually a pretty safe gun to have in your home. Uh, actually, I would pick an AR-15 over a shotgun, to be honest. So, but this idea of 
we got to take the AR-15 away. We got to take the AR-15 away. We got to take the AR-15 away. That's also another uh, thing that they've tried already. And 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 uh, every school shooting or every other shooting, they always want to, oh, we got to we gotta go after the AR-15. When you don't look at the scope of like, well, why don't we look at our communities? Why don't we look at why people are doing that? Why people are 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 because uh, you could take you could take that away. You, there's still handguns. There's still knives. There's still so. To me, again, I can't get over the fact that this is very important in the scope of self defense and the start of. Well, mm, this is bad because now they're not gonna want people to carry that shit around. Yeah, and they are 15, and it's like well. If people actually took the moment to do their research on the type of gun that that is, they wouldn't <laughs> like let a let a let a guy like I remember when Joe Biden was in the campaign trail, and some dude was like confronting him about that, and 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 Joe Biden really didn't have much to say because he didn't know shit. Yeah. You're just a politician that talks, but you actually don't do the research. Um, that to me is 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 important as well. Like. Um, we we can't we can't sit there and and believe the media for the things that they say because they always misspeak not only from the scope of w- w- the way you summarized everything um but th- they're going to they're going to not only fuck up when it comes to um the politics behind it they're not only going to mess up when it comes to like uh I don't even want to say mess up, really like out outright lie, but they're also gonna make you really believe certain things that mm-hmm. aren't true. They're just not true. Um, and when they get caught in the lie, they never offer any retraction. Yeah, yeah. like I, how many journalists I've seen when they get confronted about an AR-15, like what is it? They don't know. They don't know what uh, like uh, they don't even know the difference between a machine gun and an AR-15. So it's like you're over here talking about this thing that you don't even fucking know about. Yeah, you're not a journalist. Before you even have an opinion on that, you should know what the fuck it is and what it does. So, so shut the fuck up. Uh, but but again, when you control who com- comes to your show, when you control how everything is said, when you control different channels, you can sell all that stuff. Yeah. And, and and then you make it something that it isn't. So so on like on that level too it's it's pretty scary because like <laughs> I, the fact that self defense with, with a weapon is is like being questioned at this point. It's like wow, well shit it's just so you could look pretty, I guess. I guess you have a gun so you could look nice with it, but you can't shoot it. And if someone attacks you, you're a murderer. Just let if them. If you use it. Yeah, yeah. just just have, hold the weapon around. So before we go into the next segment, uh, what's your prediction for the case, the outcome of it? If we're going off of the facts, it's pretty self-explanatory. He's innocent. It's it's. There's literally no question about it. Um he didn't use the he he was hired to be there until he was chased and not only not only was he being attacked he ran away yeah like we got to also remember that he ran away from every instance where he shot someone he was trying to flee them yes yeah 
And so when when he was uh, tackled down to the ground, taken down, and then hit, and then was a gun was pointed at him, he defended himself, and then and then he re- again removed himself from the situation. Actually, one up, one up that because he tried to give CPR to one of them. You said right, yeah. And then removed himself from the situation. Then told the cops he shot three people. I mean, I just don't. I just don't from the facts. I just don't see him being guilty of that. Yeah. But like any re- any no. reasonable person would come to the same conclusion. So the first person Rosenbaum, which it was so great when Tucker Carlson said. Because, you know, Rosenbaum was a convicted uh, child molester. Yeah. Uh, uh, which was the guy that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, he, he killed Rosenbaum. Uh, when it, when uh, he was attacking him, he said, and in the Tucker Carlson said, it was it was such a, a, a savage moment. He's like, in the end, Rosenbaum died as he lived, trying to touch an unwilling mind. <laughs> I know. That's uh, wild. That shit had me dying. Um, but... Uh, one thing about the particular Rosenbaum situation is he's chasing Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, he prior to chasing him, he was like he was telling him he he was a wacky dude. He's like, oh shoot me, shoot me, shoot me! Like he was like like out of it. Mm. Um, as Kyle Rittenhouse creates distance from Rosenbaum, and Rosenbaum goes after him, he throws something at Kyle Rittenhouse a bag, and as he throws something at him. Somebody else fires off a gun. Yeah. So if you're avoid fleeing, running from somebody, they throw something at you, and then seconds or, or milliseconds later or, or shortly thereafter, you hear a gun go off. Any reasonable person would think that this person is the one shooting at you. Yeah, yeah. Then you're attacking me, trying to take my gun. So, yeah, I, I, I don't see how any reasonable person would think that that's not self-defense. And then the second two people... Well, that's like very evident that that's self-defense. Like yeah. they hit him with a skateboard, and then one pulls the gun out. So I don't see how it uh, everything doesn't get thrown out. The only thing that I can can see him being guilty of is uh, the the charge of being a, a minor with a weapon. And even then, the courts. Uh, this was uh, in the morning. Well, early er, earlier in the day, I don't know how I would have to look at it because I didn't look into it. But court found Kyle Rittenhouse lawfully carried an AR-15 on the night of August. So then, from there, what are the, what does Wisconsin law? Yeah, because now if the court finds that he didn't, so so we're we're talking from the Illinois standpoint of it. Well, no, well in Wisconsin he was charged with uh, um at being a minor carrying. Oh yeah, a weapon. But now you're saying that they threw that out. So, so what, uh, who what knows? Is, like what what yeah. the defense found, what legal loophole yeah. the, the defense found, and that's the good thing about the law is like you know you might go to a certain case where there's a certain precedent where it's just like well, yeah, he was a minor, but maybe 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 he wasn't uh, declared. Um, uh, uh, illegal, uh, unlawfully carrying it because maybe he was hired, and so maybe it was like in the capacity of a job. Or, yeah, you know, it, who knows what it is? I don't know the the exact details of it, but that's interesting that they were able to find a way to get it tossed. Yeah, and it'd be important maybe to look into it, like what what was what was the the difference. But then this is what makes me lose hope in humanity when someone sends something like this, and it's like the 
the the age old trick, the race card. Someone's like, I would probably catch ten years in prison for driving a weed brownie across state lines, but then again, I'm not white, so it makes sense. And it's like, yeah, that's well, stupid. Well, all right, cool. And and so sometimes when when I see stuff like that, I don't even wanna like. We can't even have a, a, a actual civil discussion because you're so stuck on your little... Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. emotions. Well, moving on to the next segment. Um, this concept, this idea that that the New York Post put out about uh, 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 men with golden penis syndrome and how they're ruining sex and dating... For women, uh, it's an article by Andrew Court. I'm not familiar with any of his other work, but it's in the living section of the New York Post. So this is part of life, apparently, um, <laughs> and such a part of life that it's uh, it's having a, a very negative effect on on women out there. So when you, without like going into the details of the article, and obviously you know what the article is, uh, when you hear something like that, men with golden penis syndrome, what does what like what does anything come to mind or like do off off the bat, like you 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 kind of hit <laughs> hit it right on the nail. It it sounds tabloid. It's just oh, this is some some dude like. Had his way with a girl, not not like, but like did it with her, and then she's like, "Oh wow, well, now 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 she's whooped, and now she'll throw everything away." That's what I thought at first. Yeah. And so once you kind of look into what it really means, I was like, "Oh wow, well that make that makes a lot of sense," um, because it's like quite a few things that that create this culture of men operating in that manner. You know, mm-hmm. we don't live in a society where it it, it it behooves men to deal with the bullshit of today's standards. You know, um, I think I think uh, a, a, a lot of a lot of things and we've discussed it. And actually, that's the reason why MGTOW is even a thing in today's world is which is for people that don't yeah. know MGTOW is is men going their own way. Yeah. Which I would say is the answer to feminism. Uh to an extent like if if you're looking at the diagram of 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 this stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, cuz the femi- feminism is uh entitlement 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 give me give me give me men going <laughs> yeah, their own yeah. way is essentially like No. Just it, it, like not even know. It's more of like a complete disregard. Like yeah. like you you don't exist to me type shit. Yeah, yeah. Actually, even the fact that the article talks about college, it's like, well, you're in college. You're pursuing your career as a woman. You're strong. You're independent. You can pay your bills. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You don't even have time to to date. So at at this point, you're concentrated on getting to your purpose, right? Yeah. Supposedly. So what do you care about if this guy doesn't stick around? Well, let me get let me let me give them a back uh, uh let me give them a backdrop of what the the golden penis syndrome actually is. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
it, it's essentially this idea that that men with college degrees have become so cocky that they're ruining romance for their female counterparts uh, because apparently the college enrollment for men has dropped drastically and the the college enrollment for women is higher. So essentially there's way more women in college than there are men. So obviously it, 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 in some cases you're even getting a, 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 a four to one ratio yeah. where it's like, oh, well, four women for every one man. And obviously, you know, women that are attracted to men and they're they're looking to date and pursue some sort of relationship. Men are already in limited numbers in this particular realm, coupled with the fact that these are seen as, uh, you know, higher caliber men. They're out here trying to get their degree, this, that and the third. So what? this concept where this concept of golden penis syndrome comes from is this idea that like these men can like kind of have their way with these women, do whatever they want to do with them, have their fun with them. And then they don't really have to worry about committing or calling them back or taking them serious because there's such a, a, a plethora to choose from. Yeah. And whereas women, they don't have the luxury of having so many men to choose from because of the sheer aspect of numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so to me, again, the article to me is more so should be gauging towards the cons of being a feminist more than the golden penis. Well, so why are you associating like what these women are going through with feminism? Because it, it, it's... To me, a cause and effect situation, right? So so to me, when you look at like the golden, the only way you can actually have the golden penis syndrome, as, as they say in the article, is, uh, and you actually said this in pre-production, which was, which was like really uh, smart because it was, I was, I was like, oh, yeah, well, it makes sense. The guys are only really taking what they're being given. So the women are creating that market. Yeah. So... So it's like it's like, it, <laughs> I mean, people want to say, "Oh, well, the drug dealer's bad." But if the drug dealer's bad, the, the addicts are also just as bad. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, this, you've created this market. Yeah, and actually, if you look at it from the perspective of maybe idealistically, the drug dealer's actually smarter. Like, there might be there might be some moral. Uh, it, it might be a, a flawed moral compass, but at least like the drug dealer is like, well, you know what? I, I'm at least using the entrepreneurial spirit with yeah. this shit. So like you can actually look at the drug dealer like, well, this is actually a little bit more of an event, an advanced human being. Yeah. In, the, in, in this racket, I'd rather be the Walter White. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, all right. Well, in this racket of, of the golden penis syndrome is like, well, the guy is on his uh obviously if you're in the top tier of men you're on your purpose you have your shit together uh you're you're taking care of yourself physically and women want you and so you will supply <laughs> the golden penis <laughs> you know like what do you like so so then if if 
if we were looking at it from the perspective of, of well, how do women stop that? Well, you have to then look at it from the from the standpoint of how do I keep a man? And a lot of a lot of what's being sold to women, and, and I'm not saying it's bad. Like, listen, if you want to go to college, if you want to have your 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 own career, if you want to, that's fine. It's it's and like, shit. If I had a daughter, but man, get you a degree. Like, be independent, but also know that there's things that you might lack because if, if you're not if if you're focused too much on this, men aren't gonna want to stick around because what if. It, it, when it comes to building family, well, now you're, you can't, you know, or, or you're not really, you're not really in a position where, where you can actually have like the, like the, the whole, um, what was it? What's the word? The traditional family, American family, right? That's not a thing anymore in the 21st century. So, so what we're seeing now is we're seeing, and actually Jordan Peterson talked about this uh, before. It's like, for women, it is a bit hard because now, actually, feminism has created kind of a p- pressure for women. Because like, y- y- women are the ones with a biological clock. Yeah. We don't have a biological clock. There's no rush to have kids for us. There is a rush for women to an extent because you have a biological clock. Which means that you have to pick. What do you focus on? Yeah. And and do you focus on building family or do you focus on on this? And and there is there could be a happy median, but it's like like what you were saying, um, with when it comes to feminism, complain, 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 complain. complain. As well, you're not. A, a, a lot of times you're seeing women; they don't really know their value, like they don't know what they bring to the table. They just think because oh. A guy or or hit like oh well that's fine you know I'm I'm good I can I can do this but you guys don't women don't play the same they're not in the same playing field as men and they have a lot more to lose yeah and so I think what this article is talking about is is like men are ruining it but no men are just I think being taking the oppor- the uh, opportunistic approach like well shit if it's, it's there it's what the market is allowing and yeah. according to the article it says that many college educated men in their 20s 30s and 40s also have developed golden penis syndrome because they're similarly in high demand when it comes to dating so it's about the supply and the demand yeah so yeah. They're looking so right right off the bat, you have women that they're looking at it like, oh well, because this person is college educated, they're they're of a higher value or, or they're they're worth more. Yeah. So first off, I would ask many of the women that think like that, is that not a very simplistic way to look at things? Because there's many people that I know and that I've come across that have college degrees and they're broke. So are you really looking for a dude that has a piece of paper and and it's an accredited piece of paper? Or are you looking for a guy that has like resources and upward mobility and is able to create opportunity for himself? Because a lot of times those things are not necessarily synonymous. You could have the piece of paper and not have all of that other stuff. So... 
I would say that if that is indeed the case, you're looking for men that are that are uh, as they they say it out there economically attractive. If yeah. that is the case, and that that is what's important to you, do you feel that? It, it it it's about the degree or that it, it's about like the actual economic attraction because there's like truck drivers out there that like make way more money than certain people with college degrees plumbers out there that make way more money than certain people with college degrees so at that point is this about money is it is is it is it about that well no. well like who's making more money so you got to ask yourself that now, if it is about the level of success and everything like that, it's like, well, then I thought you're all about like love and romance and everything. Because if you don't if you don't care about like the dude hitting and quitting it and which would give him the golden penis syndrome, if you don't care about that and you care about, well, no, it's just that I want somebody to stick around and care this, then the third. Well, then how much does money and success really really mean to you because there's plenty of guys that i'm sure will give you the the care the love affection and everything like that but maybe they don't have the money and success and and options you know to be frank that that the guys with the golden penis syndrome have so then also what do you prioritize as a woman so is it is it you know, success or is it the emotional aspect? Because a lot of times you may not be able to get both in a guy. No. So like what what do you prioritize more? And it's funny because I noticed that this this these type of things only become an issue when it affects like they make a big deal about it and it creates like a, a big stir when it affects women. Because oh well now that there's so many Men, if you will, chasing greatness, to put it in air quotations, oh, well, like uh, us women, we have like a limited selection. But if you look, and this this article that we're referencing from the New York Post was written on November 2nd. But here I have an article written September 6th from the Wall Street Journal. And this, is, this has a much darker and sadder tone to it it's called it's it's titled a generation of american men give up on college i just feel lost and this is talking about the same thing how so many men are not enrolling in college but it's looking at why that is and a big portion of why that is it does have to do with a philosophy that a lot of MGTOWs talk about which again is men going their own way and this it's this idea that Early on, they're finding that they're not having a great deal of success with women, no. so they don't feel like it's really worth pursuing greatness because it's like if all of my life I'm not going to be able to go on a vacation with with a with a great ass chick or have fun with a great ass chick or even have many options when it comes to women. Well, what do I need to go to college for? I could live in a basement, play video games all day, mm-hmm. maybe get like some like little job just to have a little bit of money coming in. And and it is what it is. I don't yeah. need to like try to be great at anything because, you know, when with greatness, 
comes options but if you're not if you don't strive if, if you don't feel like you're going to end up having many options because the past has not shown many options you know being readily available to you you're not going to have as much reason to go to college coupled with you know all of the other things of, of college being so expensive and student loan debt and yeah. all of, and all of these other factors that that really yield no benefits so you have to ask yourself again who really created this market and also are men operating with a little bit more foresight because as we see a lot of women like they just go with like what society tells them to do oh society says you got to go to college you got a degree no. oh i'm a woman with a degree i'm so smart this that, and the third but it's like, well, are you? Because yeah. you're a victim of golden penis syndrome. So like, how yeah. smart are you? Like, yeah. are you are you like a, a, a smart, capable, strong woman? Yeah, maybe around your group of friends that all think that that all think like that and are all closeted yeah. alcoholics because they feel some void in their life yeah. versus Versus you being like where you really want to be, because if they were really they, where they really wanted to be, articles like this wouldn't even exist. Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't have a box of wine and a bunch of cats. Yeah, to soothe yourself at night. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it, I I don't know. I just I I think uh, on some real shit, where we're at now, it, it's only going to probably get worse. Do you think things could reverse course? When it comes to, or I think it could, maybe it probably would have to do with like an economic downfall where it rearranges things. Yeah, no, because like it, what's going to end up happening is is like the job market will 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 what it already is like even like you you see like all of these like companies they're all going so woke. Which I, I started reading this book. Uh, it's called Woke Inc., yeah. and it, it talks about the behind the curtain dealings when it comes to all of these corporations and the reason why they're going so woke and like the the approach that they're taking. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna see more and more of these companies wanting to appeal more and more to women because yeah. obviously if they're the ones like that are striving and like getting the degrees and everything like that uh you're gonna see that so something like that would make uh, a, a course correction or or a course 180 very hard to happen um i think what you're gonna see is more and more of this go on where like the ratio of of men to women is gonna it, like the ratio for women is gonna get higher and higher so like now we're seeing four to one ratio where yeah. we might start to see a 10 to one ratio and what's crazy about that is if you are familiar with the bible and in the book of revelations it says that in the final days there will be 10, like, I, I, I'm I, not 100% sure on the figure, but it says there'll be 10 women to every one man. So, like, you start to see that this these sorts of things could lead to, like, a deterioration of society. Yeah. Because what, what do you get when you have the majority of men that don't want to work and don't want to, like, strive yeah. to be great? What happens? Like, what, what does a society like that look like? So... 
Yeah, sure. I, I imagine there could a course correction is possible, but I don't see anything like that on the horizon yeah. currently. Um, you know what's kind of weird is like if last week's episode about the metaverse was like the movie to watch. This is the like the metaverse, the beginnings. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like. All this does lead to just being like, oh, well, I'll just be in this world. I'll play video games. I'll be here all day. Mm-hmm. I'll live my own life. I'll do this and this because shit is horrible in real society. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm depressed. I'm on Zans. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just smoke weed and yeah. pop these pills and play this game. And hopefully I don't commit suicide because shit is horrible. Yeah. And, and, and if you look at the suicide numbers, you know, the depression numbers. Is it is it really mental health shit, or is it that we've become so weak and 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 we don't actually critically think our way out of things? And, and so, yeah, and, I, and and it's not to minimize depression because depression is a real thing. Yeah, but largely and frankly speaking, mental illness especially the way that it's categorized today, it really is a first world problem yes. by and large. Yeah. It's first world problem shit. It's like, "Oh, uh uh it's I I I don't I feel depressed and and it's just like, but then we get into the we break down this sort of this no. sort of thing. It's like, well, are you depressed because you're not operating like in a natural capacity because the natural biological function of a woman is at this point to maybe have a mate or have kids or whatever. Like you see that there's there's so many studies and so much data out there uh, of the level of depression in women correlated with the amount of women that don't have kids. Yeah. And like why, you know, because it, it's you're you're essentially not fulfilling like your your biological purpose to a degree. Yeah. And if you're happy doing that, that's your prerogative. But the data suggests otherwise. And so. But you, but you, when you get that, it's like you don't you don't have the luxury of those sorts of things in third world countries. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like third world countries, like you have real issues. You're too busy to, surviving. Yeah, to be to be worried about and to be concerned with, and so yeah, it does it does definitely make you wonder. Is like well, like where where could this lead? You know what what is the final result of all of this? And like what does the future? really hold for men one thing that i will say is you can't be too caught up in in that stuff like you know but but that's the thing it's hard like when you have when you have so many when you have so many fatherless homes and and you have so many single mothers raising boys yeah i guess it would be hard for any guy to like develop the develop uh a purpose no. or to develop uh you know a no. passion for for a subject and want to pursue it and and and, no. and 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 stuff like that because it's just it's not taught it's like well where do you get it from and and it's like when when you delve into something like this you start to get into the realm of like so many different issues yeah. and, and also how feminized 
yeah. things become from an early age. Like you mm-hmm. will operate if you're raised by your mother. The chances that you pick up on a lot of the feminine ways that she might deal with things. Well, and if that's all you know, then you're a man, yes, and you're a grown man, but you might not be handling things at the best possible way. And look at academia. Mostly women now. Yeah. And so now, of course, it goes back to the the book you're reading, Woke Inc. Well, women are getting degrees. Women are in the workforce. We need to sell to women now. Yeah, exactly. Everything is softer. And then... And then, like, let's say, like, if we if we try to break it down economically and we say that we create, like, a scale and, mm-hmm. like, the top tier women, they have their choice of, of whatever guy. And maybe the B tier women, you know, s- something similar. But the C tier women, they're like, well, I can't get the ball players. I can't get the actors. But I could get this goofy, but I'm going to, like, run everything. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to the point where it's like, like the type of shit where like this motherfucker votes for who I tell him to vote for, like that type yeah. of thing. Which you and I have seen that in our personal, like not the example of voting for who they say to vote for, but we've yeah. seen like in our personal life where the woman run, like she's the one wearing the pants, yeah. and you start to see again, like you said, like a society that gets more feminized. And it's interesting because, like, I look at, like, us. Well, the reason I bring it up is because there's there's a, another phenomenon that you're seeing more and more where men, uh, they're saying that men are, uh, less and less men are having uh, long friendships and good friendships. You see that more and more. And, like, no. there's a lot of data out there to suggest that. So yeah, it's like well, when when you're a shut in or you're a nihilist or you have a woman but she's running everything, it's like yeah, you don't have a friendship yeah, yeah. And, and or or quality friendship, and that creates a circumstance in which governments are also able to like have more overreach because you have men that are like so beta and simped out that they don't want to fight, they have nothing to fight for, and you don't have any more strong groups of men. Yeah. You have like it's whatever, and if you notice more and more, like as as you get older, you see less and less groups of men that like care about important stuff. Like I I notice that like the groups of men that are out there that care about important stuff. There those groups they're small groups. But then I look at like other groups of men that like you'll you'll have like a bigger group or like a you know a bigger group yeah. of friends, but it's always like caring about like dumb shit like oh the game or yeah. or or whatever, and uh, like I was I, I saw a picture the other day on a, so, a social media feed of one of our old friends uh, Blue where you know he he's like with a group of people and it's like you know like those young cause motherfuckers and yeah. all those goofies yeah. and it was was funny about that shit is like i noticed that like you me and our group of friends even 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 like you know our friend core like we've always kind of been like more masculine yeah and we've operated like that yeah. and and i noticed that that giving this example of blue like he's kind of like geared himself more towards like those people more yeah 
And what's interesting about that stuff is like, they're like, we know firsthand experience that they're all kind of like whack and like not very smart people. Yeah, yeah. very but, limited. But also, if you think about like the, on, on some man shit, like the type of dude that Blue's dad was, I remember Blue would say how like his dad would get mad if, if he got caught bringing a girl over. So that's like a very like feminine yeah. way of operating. So like if you put the things together, it's like you see like what like a a, a fem you know because a mom is the type to get mad that you have you yeah, snuck a, a girl, not a dad, yeah. right? And so it's like you look at like the feminine operation and like the feminine workings of a brain, and and it, and it does you look at it and you observe like damn, I wonder why this person operates like that. Another thing is like when it comes to women, it's just like you look at like the more masculine friends that we have. There have never been like any shortage of women. It's like they their yep. philosophy is like, oh, well, women are like buses, one today, one tomorrow. Like yeah. there's one uh, right. One, the, uh, the, ne the next one is coming. Yeah. Whereas like the more feminine ones, it's like in their whole life, you might know them to have only dealt with like one girl yeah. maybe and you know they're not known to like have girls so i think uh, uh you know to close off the episode all of the all of these things sort of correlate and like when you really look at the world from like an with an observant lens yeah you do see how it all affects because again yeah. it's like you i you and i very successful all of our masculine friends very successful the more femininized ones like really like oh yeah, yeah. like I no upward mobility, no good job, just there, you yeah. know. So it all kind of connects at the end. Yeah, it does, and and it's crazy, and it, and it's it's you, for, you like people forget like it's about balance, you know. Like yeah, we're not, and, and a lot of people could probably look at the way we approach this as oh, you guys, because I, sometimes I get that oh you don't like women or no no no, feminism feminism like femininity is a beautiful thing. If it's balanced with masculinity, that's the whole point of the yin and the yang, right? Like, that's it, it, it's cool, but when it goes too much one direction or it goes too much the other direction, you do get the, you know. And, and people could say whatever they want. At the end of the day, like, my arguments have, like, facts and data yeah. to back it up. Yeah. Like, you're just, you know, you could be it, like, oh, you don't like, yeah, but, like, what do you have to back exactly, up? Exactly, yeah, yeah. And and to me, it, it's important to, to look at that and have a healthy scope of things. Like, yeah, we ain't saying we want Lord of the Flies shit, but, like, we're, what we're saying is men don't want, the, the men naturally, like, men's men are naturally going to reject this modern society yeah. because it's like, well, nah, like, in, in, to to a certain extent, women, it's like they're replacing them or they're becoming too masculine, and that's unattractive to a masculine man. Yeah, and that's I would definitely say that one thing that is important, uh, and it it can help clear up this idea of like men being depressed and everything is like, don't lose like groups of of quality friendships, and and you see that like happen so often. Where it's just like, oh, my girl, my family, this, that, and the third. It's like, dude, like, come on, man. Like, at, at a certain point, like, you need to, you need to, like, buck up and, and, and grow a pair. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we are seeing the data. And, like, this route that you're taking, it's, it's not yielding, like, benefits in the long run. Yeah. 
Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you're listening to us on Apple, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. And if you want to help us stay independent, go to our website and donate an amount of your choosing. We will see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.